Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, magickids.org. Magickids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome, Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson, with me returned from out-of-state escapades. We have Danny Oakstead. What's up? And... We have a we have a we have a blank spot. There's, yeah, there's no boggle there. Janky had to stay home tonight. Yeah, JB coroned. No, just kidding. We don't know. <laughs> He's not coroned. No, he just has a new baby. Baby boggle. He has he he has he has adult things to do, which is fine. Let him do his adult things. We remember him and. We can imagine where he's going to be having his snarky boggle remarks. Yeah, probably. It's, it's predictable. Very. He's a very predictable man. <laughs> there is a good amount of news that happened this week. We, oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. We had changes to the Magic Fest schedule. Mm-hmm. We had news on how to play FNM at home. Oh, yeah. We got Commander news. What? We got Mark Rosewater hints. For Perfect. Uh, Ecoria. We'll get into it. I promise you. So, like always, we're going to talk about event results. There were none. Upcoming events. There are none. We're going to talk about the meat and potatoes. Yeah, we are. Get into the weekly finance updates. Mm-hmm. And we have a surprise with Deck of the Week this week. Whoa. With the upcoming events. Last week, SEG announced in a blog post that they're also going to be canceling the April 4th through the 5th at SEG Atlanta, 25th through the 26th SEG Worcestershire, 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 Worcester, that, and then May 2nd through the 3rd at SCG Cincinnati. As with before, all all orders that were made to be picked up at these events will be getting shipped to you 
free of charge. If you made orders to be picked up at those events, they'll be shipped to you for free. They'll be giving us updates throughout uh, throughout this time as COVID-19 keeps canceling everything. And we'll do our best to keep telling you about it as it keeps coming up. Yep. And we're going to get into some uh, some changes and stuff with previous cancellations and how Wizards of the Coast is addressing that because of this. And we'll get into that, into the meat and potatoes, which we're going to move into right now. As always, we start off with the Blogatog of the Week. Yes, sir. So, Frankie Patrick asked, Mark, how does playtesting work with everyone working from home? Question mark. Mark replies back, that's been tough. That's been a tough nut to crack. We've tried a lot of things, but haven't found a great solution yet. The reason why I, I guess I or we chose this one this week. You you picked this one. Well, yes, yes, I did, but it, it goes off of what we've been trying to do this last weekend, last week with webcams, just broadcasting our playmats. Using we can use either use what Skype, we can use Discord, Google Hangouts, Google Hangouts, Facebook Messenger exactly. as an option as well. Yeah, any sort of conference web or conference call platform you could use it for. Oh, it's just one of the things that capable of doing from home. They might have to spend an extra fifty to hundred dollars on a webcam. But no, you don't. I bought I bought my webcam for thirties. I bought yours for thirty. All at Walmart. But this here's the thing: the, the fifty to hundred dollars is so you get it set up correctly. Yeah, I guess you get a mount. This so is like work on a, 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 a janky mount setup, but it's not that hard. Uh, I guess we'll move into the news about that on our new ways to play exactly. Magic the Gathering over video chat. Mm-hmm. People have been very creative because of COVID-19. We're all r- requested to stay at home to keep social distancing everybody. But, you know, we're a social creature. Humans like to be around people. Magic amplifies that by tenfold because we play magic. It's a social game. It's about the gathering. That's a card game. And there's some people that don't want to spend extra money on magic online to buy their deck on there to be able to play online uh, as an example my modern deck would cost me like three hundred dollars plus to purchase all the cards to play mtg online and that's not even my edh decks like i haven't i haven't looked up the tick price of what my edh deck would cost on moto but i don't want to be paying that because in paper right now, like my EDHX, it's a little expensive. Being able to play via webcam is a new way for Magic players to be able to get connected, play games with their friends, their family, or if you're just looking to meet random people and play games, there are Reddits and Discords for that. First off, the subreddit r slash mtg underscore video chat play has a has its own reddit where you go on there see who else is playing and if you have a video cam setup you can play with people 
around the country, around the world even, there's also Discord servers, not only for uh, just any style of play. There's more specific styles of play. There's an EDH Discord server. There's a modern Discord server. And then there's just general play Discord server. I'll post links to those in the description. Go check them out if you're really craving an itch, but yet you still want to respect social distancing, which you should. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Yes. Quit buying all the toilet paper. And here I'll just like actually quickly plug in. I got to do an actual a video chat magic match. Oh, yeah? Who with? Uh, a couple days ago with a guy from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, his name is XM Doll. It was really cool. We played uh, six games of Modern on there. I was playing my Grixis Rhinos deck. Kay. He had three different decks. He had a Bant Uro deck. Completely dink stomped me. Like I had no, <laughs> no chance. Yep. Then I played against his Grixis Death Shadow. Fun matches. Was able to beat that. Okay. And then last, he was playing Amulet Titan. And I kid you not, like I Inquisition to Kozilek him a couple times, but then he top decked the card that he needed every time afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's a super fun way to play. And honestly, Magic players are a super cool group of individuals that are we just want to play magic and we're honestly super cool to play we're with. resourceful we, we find a way to scratch our itch no matter what it is like yeah magic arena is great mtgo is great but if you have the cards already why do you want to spend more money to get those cards digitally and you just go spend like i said that extra 50 dollars get the webcam if you don't already have one mount it up Red River play mat and just play online. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you just need a camera, your cards, and preferably good lighting, I'd say. But yeah. you just need, you have a desk lamp. Everybody has a desk lamp. I don't. Well, I think you need to work on that. I have that. <laughs> it's, it's As a, I point to the light and ceiling. It's a fun way to play. You get to meet a bunch of people over online. You just see their hands. Don't lie. No, you don't see their hands. It's a good setup. I'll post I'll post links. Like seriously, if you have paper magic, you don't want to spend online on Moto, or if you don't want to go through playing arena, which is also another way. If you want to like connect with people, there are arena discords as well as the arena subreddit, and you can definitely find pickup games from there. Mm-hmm. But we'll put links for the video chat gaming. I thought it was a really cool, interesting way. It's definitely worth the shot. Like Go give it a shot. Not only modern, but EDH. Google Hangouts is a good place to where you can get the four people for the EDH gameplay. Mm-hmm. So I feel because we just kind of like ended on EDH right there. You want to talk about some commander deck hints that was brought up by Gavin Vere. So over the over the weekend on Gavin Vere's Instagram account, he shared a couple video clips talking about some of the cards that are getting it. Uh, that are getting printed in the Ikoria Commander decks. Uh, not specifically by name, but just like dropped dropped very, very tasteful hints. Oh, yeah. Like the first one, there's a mono white card that lets you repeatedly ramp planes from your library onto the battlefield. 
if it specifically says planes and non-basic, oh, that's going to be so good because you can get the shock lands. You can get those uh, check lands mm-hmm. from Battle from Zendikar if you have two or more basics because those have the subtype of you know, the land, island, yep. swamp, plains, and stuff like that. Or you could get the Amonkhet cycling lands as well from that. If it just says planes and non-basic, uh, not confirmed yet. But just, just the fact that White now has, will be getting a pretty significant form of ramp advantage. Well, yeah. White has been kind of pushed the back burner for the last few sets, seems like. And then the next the next little hint would be, uh, or is, there's a rules text. You and Planeswalkers you control gain protection from that player. Blue? Green? Enchantment? Or is it going to be white? Honestly, I have no idea. White, blue? But if, I don't know, like this is just my small magic brain thinking here, but if... You know, it was mentioned about Mono White having this ramp. You know, maybe Gavin Verrier was linking that this might be also integrated with White as well. Because mm-hmm. gaining, gaining protection is a very White ability. Yep. I think it could be, hmm, yeah, in White. And we don't know We don't know the color of the decks of any of these commander decks at all. Yeah, we're just completely guessing. We did get the, uh, we did get the names of the decks, uh, Back in February, sometime. Yep, a few weeks ago, we we talked about them. We yeah. we we put out our guesses on those colors based on the the deck names. We'll cl- quickly cover over the the deck names here again for the upcoming commander decks. We have Ruthless Regiment, which clearly is going to be the one with white, in my opinion, like soldiers for sure at that point. Um, Arcane Maelstrom, Symbiotic Swarm, Timeless Wisdom enhanced evolution so those those are the deck names uh and then with the last hint on this one it's pretty pretty spicy because there will now be a fourth trilobite okay for a rookie like me what is a trilobite it is just a creature type scary currently there are three we're getting a fourth which the first one is back from urza's saga it is red, red three for a three, three trilobite beast called Electrike. Electrite. Whenever Electrite deals combat damage to defending player, it deals damage equal to its power to each blocking creature. The other one got printed in Modern Horizons. It is Scuttling Sliver, a blue. Blue 2 for a 2-2 Sliver Trilobite. Sliver creatures you control have 2. Untap this creature. And then the final one was actually printed in... was printed in Ixalan. It is a blue for an 0-3 Trilobite creature. You, it has activated ability of 7 blue, tap, sac... Oh, this is called Shorekeeper. Sacrifice Shorekeeper. Draw 3 cards. I don't know why it's super hyped on Trilobites... But those are the three trilobites. Imagine if anything, the electric is gonna maybe see some form of price movement at some point, just because it's trilobite at this. Maybe we don't know. But those are the three hints that we got from Gavin Verhey on his Instagram. Actually, 
pause everything right now. You have Instagram. Click that link. He was supposed to post something today. So with this post, Gavin said that more information would be coming today. And as we were recording, Danny and I just watched the Instagram video and oh, man. Minds are blowing. I am super excited even more for this Ikoria Commander set. First off, what he talked about, we'll be linking the video in the description. Please go watch it. A little side note, Gavin Barry is such a boss. Fuck, he is such a boss. First off, in the video, he talks about a hound that generates fetch counters. Fetch counters. You play fetch with your dog in magic now. Yep. How crazy would it be if it was an Australian Shepherd? Eh. I only say that because Danny has an Australian Shepherd. You have an Australian Shepherd. I have an Australian Shepherd pit bull. Yes. It'd be adorable. But just a, a hound creature type that makes fetch counters. Is is Lily's dog gonna be morphed into something else that it, that now plays fetch? Liliana's? Yeah. Does Liliana have a hound? Well, she has a three-headed hound, doesn't it, she? Not not in Theros. That's um. Oh, why is my mind blank on Eldraine? The throne of Eldraine had War Spark. No. Yes, there was a three-headed dog. Yeah, that was in Theros. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Karanos, Hound of Athreos. That's what, that was the god. That is the card we were talking about. But no, I wonder what a fetch counter is doing. Gavin Verhey was talking specifically, you can now play fetch with the dog in Magic. So I wonder if that means you put a fetch counter on a permanent, maybe, and you can bring it back to your hand to save it from, like, a wrath or something. Maybe. Maybe. Because they are making white stronger, so... Ooh, this could be a white hound. Like, white, red? Let's see. Hounds white, are white, green. White, black, green have hounds. There's no hounds in blue. White, black. Yeah, but there's a hound. And then the next thing that Gavin talked about in this video that we watched is that there is a spell that says, whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, do something. Gavin Verhey doesn't say what the something is. Leaves it up to your imagination. Man, how cool would it be if it like generated tokens? Whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, create X tokens equal to X in that spell. That seems a little wordy. Well, that's just my. Isn't there already been cards like that? Wordy cards? Well, I mean, like for cast this for X, create that many X. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's token spells but like this is on well, i mean creatures there's creatures like that uh what is it uh da -da. the one where it creates zero one plants avengers endicar when it etbs maybe but i don't think it's that one new no. yeah either way there's been cards like that but it could be more of a enchantment card yeah it's definitely going to be a permanent card but that'd be kind of weird well, it's no, a, I suppose it's, it would it would be it would be I suppose it could be an enchantment card that reads this. Enchantment or a creature would be my guess. My guess is the enchantment. One of those two. It's a permit, it stays on the battlefield whenever you cast X. So that arcane uh, that arcane commander deck probably is what it's gonna have because yep. any blue red spell slinging deck uh, that's what I think it's gonna be. 
not positive. There's nothing out there that said that's that was going to be, but blue-red spells with X in the mana cost, so good. Experimental Frenzy, you now have Thassa's Intervention as an X spell in blue. Red has Comet Storm and stuff like that. Like, Just imagine that in the fucking red-blue deck. Mm-hmm. I want this permanent. I want to know what it is. I need more. Maybe next week we'll find out. Yeah. Next, Gavin Verhey talks about there is a cycle of cards that is a popular reimagining of an old popular multiplayer cycle. You should reword that. Is it popular out of order? Did I? Yep. I did. There is a cycle of cards that is a reimagining of an old popular multiplayer cycle. Gavin Verhey doesn't say what it is. And he leaves it at that. Just says nothing. Just say, hey, can you guess what it is? I'm trying to think of like multiplayer cycles like Battle Bond had some things with uh, if you had four or more players. The only thing that comes off the top of my head is the lands. But a reimagining of a multiplayer style is... Are, are they going to bring Planes Chase shenanigans into Ooh. Commander cards? Like, oh, hey, play this enchantment or this spell, reverse order. Maybe on something like that. Nothing like Planes Chase related for sure. But, I mean, that's one of the things that Planes Chase is, can do is, oh, hey, reverse your order. A popular cycle of multiplayer stuff. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm stumped. Maybe. I'm stumped at this. We'll, we'll see when it comes out. Oh, I'm, I'm hyped. Next on it, there is going to be a creature that generates mana that you can only use to activate abilities. Mm-hmm. That seems like a blue kind of creature spell. You know, tap, add a colorless or colored mana of your choice to only activate mana abilities. Or it could be for uh, creature decks, you know, like maybe with the new keyword mutate. We don't know what key- mutate is yet at this point of recording, but maybe there's Maybe like, it's an artifact creature. Maybe. The creature generates mana that you only use for activated abilities. I'm excited to see what that's going to be. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then one of the other things he talks about is the returning of eight non-evergreen mechanics, which the mechanics, I can't think of something that would be good. So, So like devour, monstrous, evolve. Fior- um, ferocious, Rampage, Soulbound, Landwalk, Regenerate. Ooh, Regenerate would be super spicy on that. Those are just a few from comments on his Twitter post, or his Instagram post. I would dig a Soulbound, actually, now that we come to think about it. And if we're thinking, oh, a keyword? A mechanic? How cool. This is just me being a secret, filthy Infect player. Would it be... Screw your Infect. Infect, if it is ever reprinted, everyone who's like, hey, we should reprint Infect, they should be slapped in the face (laughs) with a 2 by 4 I just had to do that to get your reaction. Yeah, I know you did, (laughs) but you know how it's going to be every single time. Worth it. Infect should die. So there's eight evergreen, uh, non-evergreen mechanics that are coming. This is going to be super cool to see. 
And then it tops off with two creature types that are a wolf whale and a dinosaur cat. It's dinosaur cat token specifically. It's not a creature card. But that would be sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Verhey say it's just as adorable as you think it's going to be. Ajani's getting dinosaurs. Oh, my God. Ajani with tiny arms wielding an axe. No. He's riding the dinosaur that's a kitten. I'm sold. I'm sold. Oh, what was the uh, dragon from the draconic power commander deck from 2018? Uh, Wati Tora. Wati Tora. It makes three, two cat dragon creatures. Oh, my God. And now we have cat dinosaurs that are going to be a thing. Are they going to have a cat head and dinosaur body or is it going to be a dinosaur head with a cat body? I'm kind of hoping for a dinosaur head with a cat body. Just like imagine a stegosaurus that's fluffy and little paws with claws. But imagine a T-Rex with a kitty head. Ah, oh my God. It can't knock over. Gish, get, oh, is it Githash? With Githash. a cat head? With a cat head? I'd be down with a Githash for a cat or, head. Or what's the three-headed? Uh, Zakama. There we go. With cat heads. All cat heads. One is a calico, one is a Siamese, and one is a Norwegian long hair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't have cats. No, no. You couldn't tell that we had cats at all. So that was kind of a longer than a quickie for sure. We're going to move on to just a little fun thing that Maro posted about on his blogatog with Ikora teasers. We'll just cover over this real quick. We'll do our best not to dive too deep into this because you, this is supposed to be in a quickie. Are you lying, Matt? We're, no. There are no such things as quickies when it comes to magic. Mark Rosewater rep, uh, puts in his blogatog previews for Ikoria Lair Behemoths don't start until April 2nd. April 2nd. Remember, April 2nd, not the 26th. But I've been getting a lot of requests from people cooped up at home that are eager for any content. So I decided to do something I used to do all the time back in my column in The Duelist. I'm going to be giving you a Maro teaser where I give tiny hints of things to come. Note that I'm only giving you partial information. The following card, the following can be found in Aquaria. Magic's Seventh Egg, a card with the text, Four more times this game, a card with the text, total power 10 or less, magic's largest power toughness granting aura, a card with the text, X is the number of times this creature has mutated, magic's third and fourth card with zero and is even reminder text, three cards with the text, different names, 12 different types of counters. Wow. A card that says choose a kind of counter at random. A card with the text remove eight foreshadow, foreshadow counters. And a cycle that players have been asking for us to make for over 10 years. In addition to Ikoria, in addition, Ikoria has creatures with the following creature types. Dinosaur Turtle, Shark Beast, Demon Kraken, Elemental Otter, Bushwag, Hellion Horror, and a Nightmare Squirrel. Yes, a squirrel in a standard legal set. 
hopefully this can tide you over until the previews begin April 2nd. Enjoy. Edits at the end of Morrow's post here. Oops, there's actually 13 different types of counters. I searched for counter and planeswalkers don't actually say counter on them. So that's 12, not counting loyalty counters. Sorry. That's... We'll let that one slide. He He's good. So there's a lot of people online that are talking about this whole Morrow blog or Tumblr post. Maybe we'll do a thing later this week where we get together and delve more into it and just like have our schmucks in a room brainstorm kind of thing. But we got to keep moving on. One thing that I found that I'm actually kind of excited about is the Dragon Shield, a maker of Magic the Gathering sleeves, has a new art sleeve of dragons and landmarks posted on their Twitter. First, we had Dragon of Liberty, then Empire State Dragon, and finally, we have the Sphinx Dragon. These are all matte sleeves. They look super cool. The Sphinx art on these land sleeve, uh, on these sleeves were made by Daniel Camarduin. Camarudin. I completely butchered Camarudin. Cam Camarudin. That's probably how you say it. Thank you, Danny. I think. I'm sorry, Daniel. Sorry for butchering your last name. But I feel you. People butcher my last name all the time. People have known me my entire life. Anyway, next person. And then with the Liberty card, uh, the Liberty sleeve was made by Richard Shazigan. These sleeves look super cool. I'm definitely going to pick them up. I just wanted to put this in here because as Magic players, we all use sleeves. Oh, we should. And if you don't, please sleeve your cards. And sleeves with dragons on them are just kind of badass. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially especially since Commander was supposed to be Elder Dragons. Elder Dragon Highlander. Yes. So now let's get into some of the meat and potatoes of the news. First thing that we have is some big changes to the Players Tour Series 2 qualifiers. Wizards on the 18th had a had a post on their magic.gg site that talks about them continuing to monitor, monitor local governments for best practices regarding COVID-19 and then further changes to their programs will be shared. So these are the highlights that they want everybody to know about. Players who earned Player Tour Series 2 qualification will retain their invitation and are invited to the rescheduled Player Tour Series 2 events as previously announced. They're coming to uh, Players Tour Minneapolis. Stores will be able to reschedule their canceled or suspended WPN qualifiers during Player Tour Series 3 qualifying period, which will now begin at a later date to be determined. And then finally... Completed preliminary events for WPNQ during the Series 2 qualifying period will allow those players to participate in the rescheduled WPNQ occurring during the Series 3 qualifying period. And then it finishes off with uh, they will do their best to monitor government health officials as they make changes to the schedules and stay safe. 
Thank you for your continued patience and understanding these these adjustments that are being made. So all of the player tour qualifiers are getting shifted. There will be notifications set out via email for those who qualified for Houston to be coming to Minneapolis. We talked about that last week. Just a highlight again here if any of those people actually listen to this podcast. From there, also, Wizards announced that they are having FNM at home. What this is going to entail is for the next three weekends, which is going to be March 27th, April 3rd, and April 10th. For these weekends, they will be holding uh, F&M events on Arena, letting stores give out some of the rewards by creating or utilizing existing online communities. So what's going to happen is during for a 24-hour period from Thursday at midnight to Friday at midnight, you will be able to participate in FNMs there on Arena, playing standard, clearly. And then it's 100% free. And there's different events on those weekends where you participate, you send a snapshot, a screenshot to your local game store of choice. For us here in Fargo, we have Paradox and Big Nicks that are doing these events. Yep. So if you, whichever store you go to, if you're in the FM area, send them a notification what you're doing. You're going to get a code for some sleeves. So the step-by-step plan of how that's going to work is you play in the event, take a screenshot, share your screenshot with a nice message on their channel, and the store will message you a code. The three sleeves that are in question here are... Johnny. Looks like uh, one leading into the battle with his mighty axe. Looks like it's a stone, a sword of fire and sword of what ice? That is from the Royal Scions, Will and Rowan Kenrith. Yep, and then it's the throne of Eldraine King Sword, and looks like mushrooms and trees and brush bushes. It is totally that key art, and I bet that art is totally from Seb McKinnon. Yep, probably. <laughs> With these three events. There's actually special uh, uh, there are special formats with them. For the 27th, there will be the Challenger deck, FNM. So you get to choose out of the four 2020 out of the four 2020 Challenger decks that will be coming. So you have oh geez, I can't remember all the Challenger decks. There's the fires anyway say pre-constructed no it doesn't have the names just want the names oh there we go there are the names so out of the four challenger decks there are the allied fires deck which has the fires of invention kind of thing going on with kenrith and fey of wishes and planeswalkers the final adventure which is a lucky clover deck the Cavalcade Charge, which is a Cavalcade of Calamity deck that has an Embercleave in it. 
And then the final one is the Flash of Ferocity, which is the Simic Flash deck with brazen bar- with a brazen borrower in it of note. So you get to choose one of those decks to play with during that event. April 3rd is all access. Build a deck with any cards in your in standard, whether they're in your collection or not. Play others, build more, play again, rinse, repeat. April 10th is Historic Brawl FNM. Build a 60-card Brawl deck with your standard and historic cards and battle. So it's it's just kind of their thing to do, Wizards thing to do to help get more magic played while we're all recommended to stay inside from COVID-19. I think this is a very awesome move for them to be doing. And since we're talking about online stuff, Magic Fest Online has a couple of updates that are happening as well. Oh. Oh, indeed. First off, their Magic Fest Online is, uh, as they quote on their article that came out March 20th, as a part of our initiatives to give you more ways to play at home, we wanted to provide options for you to play at the highest levels of competitive stakes. Therefore, in light of the changes to the tabletop player tool qualifiers announced earlier, we just talked about those, we're adding a new series of qualifiers to Magic Online to provide additional ways for players to compete and qualify for upcoming PT events, Magic Online Super Qualifiers. These online events will run alongside existing Magic Online qualifiers and will continue to invite players to the PT Series 2 events. The Super Qualifiers have an enhanced set of prizes, including player tour invitations for both the first and second place, these limited run events are separate from Magic Online Challenge so- showcases and are open to all Magic Online players. These events will be available at a regular schedule with the first event available beginning later today on March 20th at 3 p.m. Formats and schedules for Super Qualifiers will change from week to week and will be available on the Magic Online event schedule. The formats for the first week of Super Qualifiers are as followed. We have, uh, we'll just talk about the stuff that's actually coming up since today is the 23rd, 24th. Yeah, we recorded this on the 23rd, 24th. We have, by the time this comes out, the next one would be 3 p.m. standard on the 24th. And then there will be on the 25th, 12 p.m., Theros Beyond Death sealed. And then on the 26th at 7 a.m., there will be legacy. These times are all Pacific Standard times. You forgot the 3 a.m. Theros Beyond Death sealed. This will be out after that. Pacific? Yes. Oh, yes. This will be on like right as we release. This comes out at 5, right? They're two hours behind us. We release at 6. They'll be at 4 when that starts. So they'll be afterwards. Oh, fine. More, uh, be sure to follow weekly updates for the Magic Online event schedule to future Super Qualifier formats. The size and durations of these are 129 to 672 players on Magic Online, 
A number of rounds determined by entries with Swiss pairings will be the length of the, dur- or the duration. Each round plays up to 50 minutes, followed by a single elimination top eight. The prizes for these guys are first and second get 900 play points, 200 treasure chests, and a premium foil set of the most recent standard legal set being Theros Beyond Death. And then you also get an invitation to the PT in Minneapolis. Third and fourth get 750 points, 150 treasure chests, and one premium foil of the set of Theros. Fifth and eighth get 600 points, 100 treasures, and one non-foil set of the most recent standard legal set, which is Theros. I don't know. I think this is really great that Wizards is extending their high-level performance or the high-level tournaments to online for people to still be able to participate though there is the downside of like if you are a top a high level player you will have to buy those cards online or you could use a rental service as well to be able to play magic online yep just the fact that they're like giving these options during this time of stay at home i think is really great still and to finish this off, CFB events, the event holder of all these magic fests that are now getting put onto online, they have a bundle coming for your kitchen table. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, this is, this is a heck of a bundle. Give us the read, Danny. Oh, <laughs> there's too much to read. So they have... Four different options for you. They have a mystery playmat set. They have a selector playmat set. They have a two-player edition set. And then they have a commander edition set. In that order, prices are $49.99, $59.99, $89.99, or $169.99. So we'll start with the mystery playmat. Again, this is $49.99. What you get in that is you get one mystery playmat. You get one foil path. The promo path, which is like... The, the full an- art. Yep. It looks super spicy. Angel that's disintegrating from below. Uh, you get one non-foil soul ring. You get one foil basic land sets. You get one deck box. And you get one pack of sleeves. Now if you add $10 to that, so at the $59.99, it's your select your playmat set. You get your choice of a hundred plus playmats to choose from. You get so you get one. one of those hundred. Yep. Again, you get the same cards. Uh, so you get one foil path, one non-foil path, one non-foil soldering, foil basic land sets, a, f- a deck box, and a pack of sleeves. Now, if you add thirty dollars to that, you're up to eighty nine ninety nine. You have the two player edition, so you get something new. You get two prize items. Which is something off of the CFB prize wall. Yep. You get two mystery playmats. You get two foil paths. Two non-foil paths. You get two foil basic land sets. Two deck boxes. Two packs of sleeves. And you get two non-foil soul ring artist vendor sponsored items. I no idea what that is, but my guess is just a soul ring that's a special edition. Uh, it is... 
uh, they're they're helping out artists who have lost opportunities due to these cancellations as a part to promote them as well. And those artist ones are tokens, print exclusives from those artists. What he said. And then last but not least, you have the Commander Edition. So with Commander Edition, tabletop, group of four, right? So you get four prize items, four mystery playmats, four foil paths, four non-foil paths, four foil basic land sets, four deck boxes, four packs of sleeves, four non-foil soul rings, and then you get one foil soul ring, artist vendor sponsor items for $169.99, plus a $10 shipping per package, whatever you order. So for $180, you can have all that goodness in one delivery box. So you think those playmats are what, $20, $25? Yeah, playmats are about $20, $25. Bucks. So there's $80 to $100. You got foil paths. So Which a are normal path is like $8. And these ones specifically are going for... Path to Exile currently is going for on, according to MTG stocks, $19.61. So almost $20 per card. You're getting $80. But, but is that the artist one, though? Or is that the actual foil path that they gave you? Or would they just give you a no, normal for, foil path? It but either way, normal for a foil path is still ten dollars a piece. Yeah. So that's forty dollars. And then if you get yeah forty, and then on eighty, that's hundred and twenty in path to exiles alone. Alone. We only get one of those. Do you? One foil. Uh, well, that's soul ring. Never mind. Yeah, I was supposed to say that's Maybe that is path. Mm-hmm. But either way, that's you're getting your value within f- three items. Or within the set of three items. CFB is doing so much awesome stuff right now during coronavirus. Uh, I don't think we actually mentioned this before. Just a little uh, to deviate from this Magic Fest box. Right here. You do get four of the the full art paths. Yeah, so those are almost 20 bucks a pop for that. So you're getting $80 in those paths alone. Path to Exiles. Wow. Uh, so to again deviate here, they are also doing a current buy list bonanza where for every twenty five dollars you get an entry to win some of these awesome prizes that range from uh, foil Jace the Mind Sculptor from Zendikar to a monthly prize of getting a actual black lotus. I think it's a revised black lotus though. And then there's also a chance to get a playset of revised Pluto Delta Fetchland, not Pluto Deltas, Underground Seas. Fetch lands. So, these event, uh, these Magic Fest box boxes are, I believe they're totally going to be worth it for sure. The value that you're getting on these things is ridiculous. Uh, mind you, these are only going to be shipped currently in the United States. They will be coming out, uh, be getting shipped April 15th. CFB is working to be able to get this product shipped out of America as well to the fans in Europe, Australia, and the Pacific Asia region and South America. Can't forget South America from there, I guess. Now on to our magic. So since we're talking about awesome values with these CFB 
Magic Fest bundles. Seriously, look into the description below. I think no matter what what bundle you choose, you are just making per, not profit. You're, 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 you're walking away with money in your pocket. You're getting your value's worth and then some and then some. It's so good. So since we all like value here. Oh, yeah. Who let, doesn't? Let's move to our finance section where we talk about the weekly winners as brought to you by MTG Stocks. Not sponsored, but we use MTG Stocks because on Friday, they always post this very insightful, interesting article called their weekly winners for the past week, where they talk about three to four to five cards that have seen significant increase in price. And they just want to bring to your attention if you are financially savvy or just wanting to like jump holding on cards that you want to drop. These are the cards to drop at the moment. If you got them in your bulk boxes, get ready to like look at them, keep an eye on them because you could make some good money on the market price. For these oh, yeah, cards. for sure. Or trade value. Yeah, or trade value. I'm definitely a fan of the whole trade value aspect. And then typically they close off the weekly winners with cheap pickups of the week. Mm-hmm. So let's just dive into this with the first weekly winner, which is Ugin's Nexus, which has seen a 128% increase, now just under $3 as of Friday. Oh, again, with these prices, uh, the weekly winners do get posted on Friday. We record on Monday. Prices may change, and we will let you know. As of now, the prices actually dip down about anywhere from 20 to 30 cents. So... Not not to step on any toes, but the price on Friday was two ninety five, which is what this article says it was. But it reached its peak on Wednesday at three forty three. So for those of you that are questioning, like, what is Ugin's Nexus? It is a five colorless legendary artifact. If a player would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead. If Ugin's Nexus would be put into a graveyard from the battlefield, instead exile it and take an extra turn after this. So, with this card, what is making this super popular from jumping from its, what, sub $1 range to now under $3 of a card. Oh yeah, it it jumped from, what is it, 79 cents on March 7th. All the way up to 343 in 11 days. Mm -hmm. And that is because of the Pioneer Sacrifice decks that had showed some pretty good results on MTGO leagues and prelims. prelims. The deck is just kind of... uh, The deck that they have posted on MTG stocks is a white-black-green deck made by... ZX Rogue, which has the Corvald, the Fae Cursed King, Fires of Invention, Karn, Vraska, which is super important with the Sacrifice deck because Vraska reads, it's a green, black, two, Planeswalker, Vraska, with four loyalty. The plus two is you may sacrifice another permanent. If you do, gain one life, draw a card. So the thing is, is, you sacrifice the Ugin's Nexus and you take an extra turn off of that and you're just, with the Fires of Invention, you're just continuously generating value from there. 
Next on the weekly winners, we have Test of Endurance, which is a judgment card that has seen a 95% increase, now sitting at just under $20. Test of Endurance is a white, white two enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 50 or more life, you win the game. I should get this card in my wrist deck. Yeah, for all of those that love life gain, uh, Test of Endurance is a card to be looking at because it's only had this one print in Judgment. And as of now, it is sitting at 30 bucks. Though the market value of this card is people are paying and selling it for around that 10 and a quarter range. So be aware um, with the whole average and market price, Maybe we'll make an episode on that where uh, MTG, where we talk about how MTG stocks works with the market and the average price. But the thing is spiked primarily because of life gain decks taking a super popular or taking a popular position in uh, EDH play specifically because of Heliod Sun Crowned and Daxos Blessed by the Sun. With with life gain being a thing, like these alternative win cons are something players are always looking for. If you have 50 or more life, you just win the game. This is kind of in the same ballpark as like Athasa's Oracle that when you meet a certain condition, you just straight up win the game. So c- cards like these, it's an older set, no reprints, Sees playing commander, which is probably Wizards' most popular format ever. I'm pretty sure they have gone on the record saying commander is what sells magic cards. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, because you, you don't have to worry about everything rotating out or trying to find something that fits the meta. Definitely. And the last in the weekly winners, we have Angel's Grace, which actually JB and I talked about last week. It is a white instant card with split second, and split second is as long as the spell is on the stack, players can't play spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. And then it reads for the actual text, you can't lose the game this turn, your opponents can't win the game this turn, until end of turn, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. This is just another combo piece, as we talked about last week. With that deck, you are having Pact of Negation, and then on your upkeep, when that trigger goes on the stack, you cast Angel's Grace to stop you from losing the game that turn. But also, in the modern format, there is an Ad Nauseam deck, uh, which is going around, and the Ad Nauseam combo just goes for being able to self-mill yourself until you get a Thassa's Oracle and you win the game. People have becoming so keen to the self-mill strategy, and Thassa's Oracle has been such a clean, efficient way to make that happen because it wins you the game way better than Labman or a Jace Wielder of Mysteries does. It's it's goofy. It's more than goofy. It's 
it's, it's consistent. But this is why if modern or pioneer were going to have a band in the near future, this card is at the top of the list. You think Thas is Oracle? Yep. Mm. I mean, I won't disagree with you there just because of because we've talked on this on this podcast multiple times of Thassa's Oracle being a combo in EDH causing prices of cards to spike like self-milling cards. Legacy Doomsday decks. Doomsday has been seeing such price increases since Thassa's Oracle has been a card because it wins you the game. Yep. These cards that just straight up mill you the deck spoils from the vault is another card that has seen prices. It hasn't fully spiked yet to be making it on a weekly winners yet. In the future, I see it's actually going to be getting come up, come up here because we talked about it last week in the deck. Spoils of the vault is another one of those cards that this Angel's Grace, uh, the Angel's Grace Esper deck from last week goes into. Thassa's Oracle just makes these decks an insta win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, you counter the Thassa's Oracle is probably the best move you can do, or if you can figure out how to put more cards from your opponent's graveyard into their library or something along those lines. Thassa's Oracle is a ridiculous card, and I feel actually a little bad that we've deviated from Angel's Grace being such a sick card that has seen a 28% increase, now sitting at 1350 of a card, that we went to Thassa's Oracle because it's in the combo deck. Th- things like Angel's Grace just protects Thassa's combo from happening. It, it allows you to do that. We've had several weekly winners in the past in the past that have these combo saving pieces like Orom's chant Orom's not Orom's chant things like Orom's chant that help you make sure you win the game as well as things like silence listen back to our episodes we talk pretty well about those cards so moving on to the cheap pickups First off, we have Spellskite. It is sitting at 668, record low, and going down. I'm slightly happy about this card. This is a card I've been wanting in my in my personal collection for a while. It's had its best low at almost probably when it first got printed. It was when it was like the cheapest. If you can find one for under seven bucks, around that six dollar range, you're doing pretty good. It got printed way before mm-hmm. uh, the modern masters and stuff, and yep. that's probably one of cheapest. MTG stocks just goes up to twenty thirteen, I think. And next up, we have Nicobolus Dragon God, sitting at nine twenty three. It's a record low and going down slowly. Looks like it's been consistent at $10 for, I guess, almost a year, half a year. Now it's just dropping down again. It's plateaued. Nickel Bolas is a blue, black, 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 red Nickel Bolas Planeswalker with four loyalty that has a static ability of Nickel Bolas Planeswalker has all, abili- 
all loyalty abilities of all other planeswalkers on the battlefield. Plus one, you draw a card. Each opponent exiles a card from their hand or a permanent they control. Neg three, target creature or destroy target creature or planeswalker. Neg eight, each opponent who doesn't control a legendary permanent or planeswalker loses the game. Yeah, this card, it's another card that sings to my heart and it's going down. I'm excited. I'm going to be picking up a couple. Last on the week, or the cheap pickups, we have Sarkon Vol, which got printed in Shards of Alara, sitting at $7.19, record low and going down. This card is a green, red, two planeswalker with four loyalty that reads plus one. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain haste until the end of turn. Neg two. Gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. And it has neg six. Put five, four, four red dragon creature tokens with flying into play. That's gross. Yeah. So if you're looking for a gruel aggressive deck this is a pretty good thing to be picking it uh picking up to put in there but if you're looking for a cheaper version of the card it got reprinted in modern masters and that card is actually sitting at seven dollars roughly so if you're looking for sarcon full look for the modern masters versions but if you're looking for the older version without the foil the the holographic stamp at the bottom the shards of alara is moving down so i was talking about wanting to pick up nickel bolus there when it get since it's dropping down in price how i would do that if i didn't want to pay that 923 that it's sitting at right now maybe i'm like ah, maybe i want to wait for it to get to eight dollars oh yeah i would use an amazing website called tcg sniper oh really yeah with tcd tcg sniper what you do is you take the link of a card from tcg player Put it into the TCG Sniper website. Set a price of what you want that card to, uh, what you want to get notified at that card's price. Mm-hmm. Then TCG Sniper will send you a text, an email, or a dis- Discord notification of when that card reaches that price on TCG Player from all the people that sell on there. Nice. And then you can purchase it for that price. I have used it before in the past. I've picked up some Royal Scions from there. Nice. JB has said that you can get sealed product on there. He's keeping an eye on ooh, Ultimate Masters, I want to say. He's keeping an eye on sealed product there, seeing when that goes down on TCG Player as well. Might be a while, but it's always a uh, can't hurt to put it on there. Right. So if you are a magic kind of savvy person and you're looking for different cards to drop in price or you're looking at a price and it's like ah this is too much go check out tcg sniper they're a great source and speaking of great sources actually i have no idea how that (laughs) how that segue was gonna work there but we'll just jump right into it what segue the deck of the week oh great source Great sources for great decks or decks that you might want to possibly build or want, I guess, a guideline of how to build. 
we like to use Architect.com to find decks for Deck of the Week. Yeah, we've definitely found a couple decks on Architect. This week's deck is kind of a special deck. It's the first time we've done something like this, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. We are talking about an EDH deck. Wah, wah, wah. And this EDH deck was created by Gay Deli Me Deli on Architect. This deck is a Jeskai deck commanded by Narset Enlightened Master. Narset Enlightened Master is a white, red, blue, three, three, two human monk with first strike and hexproof. Whenever Narset Enlightened Master attacks, exile the top four cards of your library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-creature cards exiled with Narset this way without paying their mana cost. The gist of this deck is primarily enchantment shenanigans. I know Narset is a highly is a highly CEDH style of a deck, but this seems to be more on the janky fun side of commander just your normal tabletop commander set deck right if we had to use the command zones edh scale of power scale i would say this deck is comfortably at a six seven it has the likes of like i said enchantments so you got the Jeskai Ascendancy as one of the marquee cards of the deck. Jeskai Ascendancy is a white-blue-red enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, creatures you control get plus one, plus one till end of turn, and then you untap those creatures. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. This is just a way to help dig through your deck with free Narset casts when it attacks the prime the primary goal of the deck is definitely to try and keep narset safe as you're able to swing in and then be able to cast all these cards that we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about all the cards but just like some of the highlight stuff oh yeah there's too many cards Mm -hmm. uh there are different sections that uh the deck creator can set up that help see where the synergies are with this deck and the deck constructor that is Gaydeli Medeli has their mana their uh, a mana section where they talk about Dockside Extortionist Karkai Winds Fury and Starfield Mystic as ways to be generating mana and reducing the cost of enchantments. Starfield Mystic reduces enchantment spells by one whenever enchantment you control is put into the graveyard it gets a plus one plus one counter kaikar wins fury is a jeskai one three three bird wizard flying when you cast a non-creature spell you create a one one spirit creature token with flying and then it has sack of spirit add a red to your mana pool and dockside distortionist is a super solid card not just in casual play but in edh play it was a card that was recently printed in commander 19 it is a red one one two goblin pirate when dockside extortionist enters the battlefield create x treasure tokens where x is the number of artifacts and enchantments your opponents control 
So this is a way for any form of non-green deck that includes red to be able to ramp to help push forward and cast spells. We talked about a couple creatures on this. Let's hit some of these enchantments. So in the enchantments, what makes this super cool is you have really fun cards like Outlaw's Merriment, which is a card that got printed in Throne of Eldraine. It's a white, white, red, one enchantment. Beginning of your upkeep, choose one at random. Create a red, white, red and white creature token with those characteristics. So at random, you get to make a 3-1 human warrior with trample and haste, a 2-1 human cleric with lifelink and haste, or a 1-2 human rogue with haste, and when this creature enters the battlefield, it deals 1 damage to any target. In here, they also have actually one of my favorite cards, Imprisoned in the Moon, a blue 2 enchantment aura, enchant creature, lander, planeswalker, enchanted permanent is a colorless land with tap, add colorless to your mana pool, and loses all other card types and abilities. This is such a great blue removal spell in EDH, and I feel it's definitely under underplayed, in my opinion. Oh yeah, for sure. Also, it has awesomeness that is Assemble the Legion, which is a gate crash card for white, red, three enchantment. Beginning of your upkeep, put a muster counter on Assemble the Legion, then put a 1-1 red and white soldier creature token with haste onto the battlefield for each muster counter on Assemble the Legion. Oh yeah, this, this, this card gets bonkers. Oh, it's so good. If it doesn't get answered, it gets out of hand. And Danny is very in tune with this card. Yeah, he's he used to be my baby, but I've I have better enchantments now. He's 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 the elder enchantment in my deck that everyone knows about and is worried about, but I have other ones to distract from. And then a couple of other awesome enchantment cards that Narset can be casting. Because remember, Narset casts non-creature spells. Some of the other enchantments are just going to skim through them here real quick. We have Leyline of Sanctity. We have Estrid's Invocation, which is a card that got printed in the 2018 Commander set, which copies enchantments on of any kind and then the enchantment retains the ability of being able to copy another enchantment and one of the new cards i got that's in this deck that got printed in theros beyond death is ashiok's racer which is blue blue two flash when it etbs exile target spell your opponents can't cast spells with the same name as the exile card when ashiok's racer leaves the battlefield return the exile card to its owner's hand so it's just a an enchantment way to be able to counter a spell. And as a very strong blue player, I can appreciate that. In here as well, like the amount of tutors is actually one. You have Adelic Tutor, which had a reprint in Theros Beyond Death of search your library for an enchantment, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library for white and two sorcery speed. I figured as our first commander deck, we wouldn't want something very degenerate. And this just seems like a good varying 
EDH deck that is non-staxy, non-competitive, but can totally pack a punch. The downside to this is you're going to have to convince the pod that you sit with that, hey, this is not the CEDH Narset deck that is just going to straight up ruin your day. This is actually a Narset deck that plays on a lower level, but can still be able to punch up. There's a couple Planeswalkers in here. They have the Royal Scions, Teferi Hero, Hero of Dominaria, and Chandra F- Flamecaller. So for sure, there's n- the, 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 the power level of this deck is definitely not CDH, but it is super fun. I saw this deck, and I'm like, this is going to be our first EDH deck of the week that we talk about. Links are in the description. Please check this out if you are looking for this. And surprisingly, like, I believe a lot of these cards are super cheap. The overall deck cost for this, for an EDH deck, is $380. Honestly, I think that's a pretty good deal for this. And this person has a couple foil cards in the Archidect site that would be increasing the price. If you get the cheapest version of that, it could go down. This deck looks super fun. Go check it out. And since we're done with deck of the week, I think we can wrap this podcast up. This is a little bit of a longer podcast. Thank you all for sitting around and listening to us, even without our glorious Janky Boggle here for his commentary on decks and cards. JB, you are missed. Come back. No, you're not. No, you're not. Just kidding. (laughs) Don't don't get corroded. Just drink some lime juice like you always say. You'll be fine. <laughs> so I guess I just got to ask you this question, Danny. What's up? Is there anything else you want to say to everybody out there? Just keep your local LGSs in the back of your head if if you can help them through this tough time. That is very true. Uh, the LGSs in our area, our Paradox and Big Nicks, are doing a curbside pickup so if you go online contact them by phone call or on facebook or anyway and ask for cards they'll get those cards set up you'll pay online and then you drive up to wherever uh, they are and then they bring the cards right out to your car to help keep social distancing a thing now check with your lgs in your area as well because i'm not sure if everyone is doing it maybe it's I'm more than positive. It seems like a good thing to be doing for a curbside pickup. Like restaurants are doing that and LGS is, they're still trying to make money. They. Oh yeah, for sure. They, that's, they have to in order to pay rent mm-hmm. or pay their bills. Um, another LGS so we can keep in mind is Chimera out of Thief River Falls on their Facebook page. They notified everyone that they're doing the same thing with all their products. Um, which includes all their D&D, their Match the Gathering, their, I believe they have train sets, and whatever else they sell. Um, but every, yeah, just they have a, uh, I guess, a catalog that you can order from, pay, and say, hey, I'll be here at this time, and they'll bring it out. But yeah, just keep your LGSs in the back of your head. Support them as much as you can. But don't over-support. If like, you're one of the people that received a layoff, clearly prioritize the oh, right Oh yeah, for things. sure. Help yourself before you have to help others, but if you can, 
lend a helping hand out to others. Definitely. Magic is a luxurious hobby. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. But that's why EDH is the best. Slow, slow to change, and you just build it up. Exactly. Your, de- your deck's up. Exactly. But with that, I think this podcast can be kicked off and sent out. Well, send us out then. All right. Bye. See you next week. Bye. So make sure to follow us on all of the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at what, 5 a.m.? I have this going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on your work schedule. No, 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 not when we're going. Not when they're going to bed, because then we yeah, could be the li- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep, or we put them to sleep because we're boring. Yeah, we don't one want of the that. way. Either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Ooh.